Welcome to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us this weekend. I am Jason Kong, and I have the pleasure of being here with Bill Alexander. Bill, how are you today? Ah, doing great, uh, Jason. I hope you are. I, I, you know, you. It's. Uh, I feel better than I deserve. That's for sure. <laughs> that's that's always a good spot to be in, Bill. I know you had a, a busy week, a set of seminars that you had on Wednesday. Yeah, that's always fun. Yeah, and you do a wonderful job, and we're going to spend some time talking about one of the things that you typically deal with in your seminars, and uh, we're going to start be starting out early talking about veterans' benefits and VA benefits. Yeah, yeah absolutely. The two things that I, I want to talk about, uh, and I, I don't want to lose anybody over VA benefits because it doesn't apply to everybody, but it does apply to a lot of folks, and for those folks uh, who are not veterans, don't have a veteran spouse or a family member, um, stay with us because I guarantee you, you have somebody in your extended family or your church or friends or neighbors who are veterans. And quite frankly, most of what I'm going to talk about as it relates to veterans are things that veterans don't know about and uh, or the VA certainly never tells them. That's for darn sure. So it, it can be uh, really important. And then uh, another issue that will be too late for some folks, but, you know, it's, it's the kind of thing where if it's too late for you, it's not too late for your children or your grandchildren or other family members. Uh, and so uh, it's important for folks to understand long-term care insurance, how it works, when it's appropriate, Um and, you know, the fact is most people don't have long-term care insurance. A lot of folks wait until it's too late or it becomes too expensive for them. Uh, but it's one of those things that if you have it, it's a huge blessing. It's, uh, and, of course, one of the questions I get all the time, which I want to talk about, too, uh, if you'll remind me, is what if you've got long-term care insurance, but you get this darn letter that says, we're going to raise your premiums. We're going to make it more expensive, even though we promised you that we wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to raise it on everybody. Uh, and, uh, and then they give you options. Do you want to pay more for what you uh, contracted for? Or uh, do you want to reduce your benefits and pay us less money? And and that's a big question for a lot of folks. So I, I want to tackle that one, along with certain other aspects of long-term care insurance. So, you know, hopefully this uh, we'll talk about things that uh, will will be important to a, a good number of folks. That's uh, something that I think all of us can relate to because as uh, you are familiar with in your seminars, you have a wide array of people who attend these and we're dealing with subjects that are, are really hard to find great mm -hmm. information on and advice when oftentimes, as you said, these are, are either benefits or services available to us that we, we tend to not know a whole lot about. Right. No, no question about it. So let's just jump into it. I mean, because... Um, all right. Now, one of the things about the VA is that it is a huge bureaucracy, uh, and it's divided up into three different – might as well be independent parts. Uh, and they're independent parts that don't communicate with each other. And, of course, 
The most common uh, area that most people deal with is the VA uh, medical side, you know, the hospitals, the clinics, the, the medication management, uh, uh, those kind of things for uh, veterans who qualify for it. And uh, the, the VHA, which is the health side, uh, they uh, are doing a much better job today. They're very responsive for those folks who live in the Raleigh-Durham area. We have one of the, uh, the top uh, VA hospitals in the country. And, of course, this, this area is known for excellent medical care uh, privately and VA-wise. And, of course, a lot of folks don't realize that the VA healthcare system is, in fact, the largest healthcare system in the world by far. There's not anything else that... So, you know, it's a big bureaucracy in itself, but it... Uh, you know, getting into the system uh, can be frustrating for some, Uh, may take a little bit longer, but uh, for the most part, the wait times and the service provided are very close, very similar to what's on the private side. So it's the kind of thing where, uh, no, it's it's not, uh, you know, your health care is not necessarily immediate. Uh, but it's not on the private side either, unless it's an emergency. So, and the VA can deal with those as well. And actually, there are some areas of the VA uh, health system which actually does a better job than the private the private healthcare system. Do you know what that is? What's that? Mental health. You know, so many veterans deal with. Uh, psychological issues, wartime psychological issues, and sometimes not wartime. But the bottom line is, 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 is that there the the VA system is far better at recognizing issues and uh, having programs that actually help people and deal with them. And unfortunately, on the private side. Um, uh, and I hate to say it, but mental health has has really declined in terms of the money that's available for mental health, uh, what insurance pays and what uh, government assistance provides for mental health has declined in the last 10 years fairly significantly. It, it And in fact, truthfully, mental health problems were ignored until – uh, the 60s, uh, and at, the, at that point, uh, it, it became, you know, got on the radar screen, and, and funding increased year after year because it is a huge problem in this country, uh, and it, it deserves funding. Uh, and, the, and quite frankly, the VA recognizes that and does a pretty good job and does a better job, truthfully, with recognizing and dealing with those kinds of issues. Um, which is a good thing because veterans need that help as, as well. Um, now, uh, so uh, let's move on because I really want to talk about the benefit side. But to go back, the VA is set up in three different organizations. And unfortunately, if you're signed up in one, that's meaningless to the others because they don't communicate. And that's an unfortunate kind of thing. 
There's the smallest side is called the NCA, and that is the area that deals with death benefits, the funerals, the grave uh, sites, the the um, flags, the 21 gun salutes, the you know the services that are provided. Truthfully, that small branch of the VA is the only branch that is absolutely, totally responsive, and that, you know, you call them, you get, you go through them, and they're right on it. Uh, it's, it's a wonderful uh, group in terms of how they deal with veterans and, and their families. Uh, so we'll give kudos to, to them in a big, big way. And, and that brings us to the benefits area. And that's the area that I really need to talk about because benefits are very, very important to our, our veteran uh, community. And unfortunately, the VA, frankly, is set up to deny claims. They make it extraordinarily difficult for veterans to be approved for claims. And and I think there's somebody up there with a rubber stamp that initially when any claim is received, it is, quote, boom, denied. <laughs> Send it back, and then they'll see if the family does anything about it. Are they going to appeal? What are they going to do? So, fr- frankly, the benefit side is uh, uh, extremely important to veteran families. And unfortunately, the, the VA is set up to deny claims. They, they actually don't inform veterans of what benefits are available to them. Uh, and yeah, they'll give you a claim form, but they're not going to tell you how they're going to um, look at that claim to, to tell you. They don't tell you what the rules are, and they don't tell you uh, as a, um, a veteran how uh, uh, what's required to be approved. They just say, fill out this form, and we'll tell you whether whether you are approved or not approved. And guess what? There's the guy with the rubber stamp that says, denied, denied, denied. And it's so frustrating to, to veterans and their families when they're trying to get needed help and the VA turns its back on them. It's, it's the one area where the VA really needs a lot of improvement in their services to veterans, uh, and it's very unfortunate uh, that the VA is set up that way. So, but because they are set up that way, you know, here I am. Uh, I'm going to tell you some things that I think can be extremely helpful. I'm going to tell you about some benefits that you probably don't know about because the VA doesn't tell you. Uh, and if it uh, applies to you, then do something about it. Uh, okay, and there's only one piece of this. There's there's a whole array of, of benefits that can be important. Most of the benefits you don't need an elder law attorney to help you with. There is one side of it that you do, and it's called the um, the the improved pension benefit. And almost all families do need some professional help when it comes to. Uh, having things uh, arranged so that they can be approved for that benefit. The other ones, you, there are other places you can go that are absolutely free. You don't need estate planning uh, in order to receive it. Uh, and there's some other very good folks out there 
uh, that can help. One of them, of course, some of our organizations that people are familiar with, like the American Legion, Veterans of Foreign Wars, those are two that they have folks that can help folks with certain types of claims. And in, we also have, a lot of folks don't even realize it, what's called the North Carolina Division of Veterans Affairs. Well, that's a state agency. They're state employees. And guess what their job is? To help North Carolina veterans get the benefits they deserve. Or it could be to help you with a funeral. It could be to help you with other services. It could be to help you to uh, go to one of the VA-sponsored nursing homes. And we have four. We have one in Salisbury, uh, North Carolina, one in Asheville. The closest one is Fayetteville. And then we have another one in Kinston. That's the newest one. And so all of those... um, are available to veterans and they need to know about it. Okay, I know we need to take a break. So when we come back, I want to talk about uh, some of the other benefits that folks uh, probably don't know about. We will get into those benefits. And don't forget, if you happen to have missed Bill's seminars that happened this past Wednesday, the next set is happening on Wednesday, May 12th. Wednesday, May 12th. There's plenty of time to register. Go to wgalaw.com. Dot com. Click on the Seminars button, and from there you can register for free to attend one of Bill's two seminars, the first one dealing with long-term care assistance, and uh, he gets into VA benefits, some of the topics that we're talking about today, as well as long-term care insurance, which we will explore a little bit later in the program. But Bill also has another seminar dealing with asset protection and trust planning. These are free to attend. Uh, Bill feeds you with wonderful information, and he does this via Zoom currently as we are still practicing social distancing. But there's plenty of time to register for the seminars happening in May. Wednesday, May 12th is the date. WGA law.com is the website to sign up we're taking a quick break but we'll be back with more this is asset protection today with attorney bill alexander and we will be right back you're listening to asset protection today with attorney bill alexander thank you so much for joining us wga law is where you can find more information about Bill. He's Bill Alexander. I'm Jason Kong. And Bill, we're talking about VA benefits. We went over uh, the uh, how big of a bureaucracy the VA is. There are some mm-hmm. of the three parts of it that uh, there's, there's one that's very competent. There's one that's not so much. But uh, you're going to help us wade through the mess here a little bit. Well, it, it's the veterans need to know what's available uh, to them and why and how how they work. So uh, this, uh, I'm just trying to uh, give information that can be extraordinarily helpful. And if I hit a, a red flag for a family, then they need to uh, look into it. That's that's why it's so important. Okay, so you have to understand that VA benefits um, or healthcare for that matter is not available to every veteran. Uh, I mean, it's just like health. the health system is not available to every veteran. It's available to a lot of them. Uh, but, I mean, it's certainly available for uh, any person who has an in-service connected disability, who has a pension uh, a claim uh, that's approved, uh, anybody that is a Purple Heart, uh, anyone that uh, is ha- has very low means in terms of income and assets, uh, and 
uh, and, and basically lots and lots of other um, uh, veterans. Now, um, for any retiree, now that is a, a veteran who served typically for 20-plus years, uh, the veteran and the veteran's spouse gets a, a really nice benefit, which is their health insurance when they retire. And it's, and it's called TRICARE. Well, when you turn 60 anyway, it's, it's called TRICARE for life. Uh, and uh, certainly it coordinates with Medicare, which uh, now be- before you're 65, then you have the insurance without Medicare. Once you turn 65, then it, then it uh, coordinates with Medicare. But it's health insurance. And there is one benefit within TRICARE for Life that is different from other health insurance, and it can be extraordinarily important for those veterans or their spouses who are really, really, really sick. And so what is this benefit? Well, it has to do with skilled care nursing. And this can be confusing because um, it gives you a benefit that no other health insurance in the world gives you. Okay, so what is it? Well, if you're on Medicare and you have to go to the hospital and you're admitted to the hospital for three nights and then you're discharged to rehab, and so you're discharged to a skilled nursing center, for rehab and in a nursing home, rehab is always considered skilled care nursing. And uh, when you're discharged from rehab, you, you, typically most people, even if they have to stay in a nursing home, are then moved to what's called intermediate care nursing, sometimes called long-term care nursing. But some folks who are really, really sick beyond intermediate care needs to continue to stay on skilled care nursing in the nursing home. Well, this is where um, TRICARE is different because Medicare is limited to 100 days. All other health insurances are limited to supplementing payment as long as Medicare pays. So guess what? Medicare stops paying your health insurance stops paying. But veterans, retirees who have TRICARE for life, guess what? There's an unlimited benefit so long as two things. You continuously require skilled care nursing after being discharged from Medicare, uh, after a hospital stay. So two things. Number one, you still need skilled care nursing after the hospital stay. And here's the biggie. The nursing home continues to bill TRICARE each month. That's the secret. And, and the, you would think, oh, well, the nursing home will automatically bill um, TRICARE. No, that's the mistake is the fact that most of them assume incorrectly that TRICARE will not pay, so they don't want to take the trouble to to bill. Well, you miss one month's bill uh, sent to TRICARE, and it stops, and you can't get it back. 
without going back to the hospital for three nights and then being discharged to rehab and then just and then continuing on. So this is a huge mistake for the nursing homes because the the folks who send out the bills just assume that Tricare is just like every every other insurance policy, and it is not. And so this is one where you got to know about the benefit. And you've got to be aggressive with the nursing home to make darn sure that they send those bills every month. Uh, and, of course, that the doctors know that, uh, that, that you re- continue to require skilled care nursing and for the TRICARE to continue to pay. But it's an unlimited skilled care benefit so long as you um, uh, are continuously after your hospital stay. So that's that's where the the key difference is. Now um, let's talk about something that uh, does not require you to be a retiree, and it does not require you to be a what's called a war period veteran. Uh, but in essence, you were injured in some way um, while you were in service, and it doesn't mean that you were injured in combat. Uh, You could have been injured in training. You could have been injured uh, while on duty playing uh, for the company softball team. I mean, it doesn't doesn't really matter how you were injured, but if you were injured in service, um, then then you apply for what's called an in-service connected disability. And, and frankly, uh, if, you, if you really get down to it, I don't know how anyone could ever serve in the military and not have hearing loss. The only reason that, that, the vet, that every veteran doesn't have a 10% disability for hearing loss is because they didn't seek it when they got out. They were so excited about being, being discharged, they didn't go see the doctor, and they didn't have a hearing test. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, frankly, you know, it, it, serving in the military, you're around very loud noises. Uh, and some of them, you know, they're almost deaf because they served in the artillery branch or, or they served in armor or they uh, uh, flew in airplanes or served on the flight deck or, uh, or whatever. But the bottom line is it's almost impossible to serve in the military and not be around uh, uh, noises uh, that basically subject you to hearing loss. But I don't want to get into hearing loss. What I want to get into is in-service connected disability. In other words, doesn't require anything other than the fact that you served, and while you were serving, you had some injury that is a continuous uh, type of, of uh, injury. Now, why is that important? Well, again, this is where the VA is set up to deny your claim just to see if you'll come back. So any veteran who's ever gone through this knows that they have to be patient and they have to be uh, consistent and and push, push, push until your claim is finally uh, approved. Uh, But it's uh, obviously whatever you receive is tax-free, uh, which is nice, uh, but there's a difference in terms of what percentages you are. Um, now, you're looking at me like we need to take a break, so I, I guess uh, I'll 
uh, I'll come back and talk about how that works and then get uh, to the two other benefit programs that I think that are so important to folks. We want to hear very much about these percentages and how this benefit in particular works. So stick around. We will get into that. Don't forget, you can always find more information about Bill online at WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. That's where you can register for Bill's seminars. This is Next Sets happening on Wednesday, May 12th. We do this the second Wednesday of every month. It's free to register online at WGALaw.com. Com. Bill has two seminars that he does, one dealing with long-term care assistance and also with asset protection and trust planning, WGALaw.com. We're taking a quick break, but we'll be back with more. Stick around. This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back. You are listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. I am Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And we thank you for joining us today as we continue our conversation about VA benefits. And Bill, just before the break, you were talking about uh, a disability benefit and you were just about to get into a discussion on percentages. Yes. And and for those who uh, don't know, uh, I guess it is important for folks to know that, yes, I did serve, and yes, I retired from the North Carolina Air National Guard uh, with 30 years uh, and, and, and was very fortunate in my own service. And I have a real love for our veteran community um, and, and certainly our guardsmen and uh, reservists as well. Uh, it's also important to know that that I am, as well as the other attorney in the office, uh, we are VA-accredited attorneys, so we can help veterans in appropriate times. But let's go on to in-service connected disability because uh, there are a number of things I want to cover very quickly. Number one, if you get to the 50% disabled mark, obviously each level of disability, in-service connected disability, you get more money. That's a good thing. Uh, at any level, you're entitled to services through the medical system of the VA, which is very helpful. Uh, but for some, there's co-pays and deductibles and things like that. They're, they're modest, but you have them. Uh, if you're at 50%, you get free medical care for everything. Uh, in other words, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter what it is. Basically, VA, the VA hospital, the VA clinics, it's covered. There's no, nothing that you pay. If you're at this 70% level, that's a huge marker because if you're at the 70% level, uh, you're not only entitled to free medical, you're also entitled to, for the VA to pay for your nursing care in your local community. Now, any veteran can go to the VA nursing centers that I talked about, the four that we have in North Carolina, but they, the VA also has contracts. So, in, for instance, in Raleigh, they're contracted with Pruitt Healthcare that has two different nursing homes in Raleigh where the VA pays the entire bill for your nursing care. Now, the other thing, <clears throat> if you're at 70%, that's huge is that um, there's also a claim, for, and this is fairly new, uh, that uh, pays for family caregivers. So your spouse or your child 
can be paid $2,800 a month to take care of you in your home if you're 70% disabled. That's huge, and a lot of folks don't know about that benefit. So here I am telling you, you got to know about it to apply for it. And that particular claim is a joint claim with the caregiver and the veteran applying for it together. Huge to help people stay at home. Uh, And if you're at 100% disability, uh, then the spouse is also, if you've been married for at least 10 years, um, while the veteran is at 100%, then the spouse is also entitled to a death benefit called DIC, and th- that uh, is, means dependency indemnity compensation. That's a mouthful, and it just remember DIC, but it, but how much is that? Uh, that is minimally fifteen thousand three hundred dollars a year for the for the surviving spouse, um, and it can be a whole lot more than that, depending on the rank and the service uh, of the service member who was one hundred percent disabled. So DIC is another important, but you have to be one hundred percent disabled. Now, and there's also an exception to the, the 10-year rule uh, for DIC, and that has to do with Agent Orange. Anybody who served in Vietnam needs to know about Agent Orange because – now, I know a lot of veterans are familiar with Agent Orange, uh, those who served in Vietnam, but there are so- certain things that a lot of folks don't realize. Number one – Uh, As long as the veteran either set foot in Vietnam or served on the inland waterways of Vietnam, either one, there's a presumption that Agent Orange caused your malady if it's one of the presumed maladies. You don't have to prove causation, in other words, as long as you served somewhere in Vietnam, even if you weren't in a zone that was heavy with Agent Orange. Um, and no proof of exposure to Agent Orange is necessary as it relates to an Agent Orange claim. And there's so many maladies that are presumed that are not necessarily um, something that you would think might have been caused. But there's proof there already, and, and it can be everything from prostate uh, cancer, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, lung cancer, trachea cancer, larynx cancer, multiple myeloma, Hodgkin's disease, type 2 diabetes, that's huge, um, uh, chronic uh, lymphocytic leukemia, ischemic uh, heart disease, Parkinson's, uh, chronic B-cell leukemia, uh, peripheral neuropathy, and a bunch of others. I mean, uh, but what'd you hear in there? Heart disease, diabetes, prostate cancer. Uh, these are presumed maladies. So if you're if you step foot in Vietnam as a service member and you have one of these, you should be filing a claim for Agent Orange. It's not a means-tested program. This is, I mean, you could be a millionaire and still receive these benefits that can be extraordinarily helpful to you. And if you're at 70% or higher disability, then uh, it makes a huge difference. Now, there's one other, 
And that is, let's say that you were married to a veteran who stepped in Vietnam. Well, guess what? Uh, uh, You don't have to show 10 years of marriage. You just have to show that you were married for at least a year (laughs) before uh, the veteran died uh, as it relates to these presumptive maladies. Now, you do need a death certificate where one of the several different causations of death list one of these presumptive maladies. And, but most spouses uh, are eligible for um, uh, the DIC part uh, if, if they can show that their spouse does. Because you have to understand, it took the government 40 darn years to, e- to even admit culpability to veterans with Agent Orange, which is very typical for our government, unfortunately. Because like, like I said, the VA has always been set up to deny claims, not to, to help veterans when it comes to these kinds of things. So uh, that DIC claim for the surviving spouse, if it, even uh, I mean, even if you remarried after age 57, and you're still married to someone who was didn't die in Vietnam. You're still qualified under this DIC, or if you remarried and your new spouse uh, died, or you ended up in a divorce, you can go back and still file a claim based on your deceased spouse's um, situation. So that's something that's fairly new. Uh, there are a number of these claims that I'm talking about is fairly new, and I've got one more to talk about. So. Uh, do I have time now? Or Okay, so it's the VA pension claim. This is a means-tested claim, but it's for long-term care. They call it a pension. It's not a pension. It's a long-term care reimbursement. Now, you can have $130,000 of countable property. You can also have a home. You can have a vehicle. Um, and uh, it is a long-term care reimbursement that varies between, in essence, for a widow. Uh, and it also means you have to be a war period veteran. In other words, you served in World War II, Korea, Vietnam, or the desert. Uh, not any time in between. Uh, and it doesn't mean service in the Guard or Reserve. It means service on active duty. But uh, if you meet those tests, this pension claim can be extremely important. Most people call it the aid and attendance claim, but it's not that. It's actually pension with aid and attendance. And unfortunately, it's very, very tricky. And this is the one claim where you really need to see an elder law attorney to be successful, particularly if you're like most of us trying to stay at home. I've never seen a pension claim approved without professional help if you're trying to stay at home. So that's the one thing, that's the big red flag for folks. This is where you need to seek professional help. This is where we can help. And yes, we do the estate planning that can help you with this claim later, uh, no question about it. But the other claims I've been talking about, I normally tell folks, no, you need to go somewhere else where it's free, uh, no issue, and these other folks can help you. Well, that's good to know. And for folks who do want to get a hold of you, they can do that by going to WGALaw.com. There you can schedule an appointment to speak with Bill. If you want to call the office, that phone number is 919-256-7000, 919 
7,000. We're taking a quick break, but we will be back with more. Stick around. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, WGA Law. Dot com is where you can always find more information about Bill as well as registering for his free seminars. I am Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And Bill, we're now going to be shifting our focus to long-term care insurance. Well, long-term care insurance is extremely important. And as you know, I, I try to teach folks about how to receive government benefits uh, because most people don't have long-term care insurance. But the, for those who do have long-term care insurance, they're so much better off because it gives them plenty of options, every option, uh, to stay at home or to be as independent as they possibly can be uh, with some assistance. And so that's uh, why long-term care insurance is important. But it's it the downside is that most people think it's pretty expensive. And for some folks, they can't afford those premiums. And so it, it, not everybody can get long-term care insurance. And then there are others who are unfortunate enough to have had a medical issue where they're uninsurable. They might have plenty of money, but they can't get the insurance because their health is bad. And, you, you know, this is private insurance. So you got to be in relatively good health when you apply for the insurance. Now, and so obviously the biggest problem is most people don't even think about it until they get into their late 50s and early 60s. And that guess what? That's when it gets really expensive. And it's also a time when a lot of folks have had health issues, so they can't get it anyway. So guess what? One of the most important things is if you're interested in long-term care insurance, buy it early. The earlier you get it, the better. If you are if you work for a large company and they have a group long-term care insurance plan, sign up for it. It's probably going to be cheaper. I mean, the, the least expensive one I've ever seen was a guy who started work out of college with a big company, he stayed with the company, and he took his long-term care insurance, and his monthly premiums were twenty-five bucks. I mean, it was up per month, and I mean, what's better than that? But uh, frankly, uh, when's the best time to get it? I would say for in your forties or very early fifties uh, is the very best time to purchase it. Now, shocker. The ladies are going to be more expensive than the guys. Now, it used that was not that way years ago, but it is today. In fact, it's almost twice as much uh, now for the ladies' uh, insurance than the guys, and it is pricey, uh, no question about it. But for those who can afford it, it's wonderful to give you those options uh, that you might not have um, otherwise. Now, uh, also, the, for other folks, I've, I had a, a, a lady who wrote me a, a, a wonderful letter, uh, and she was having a horrible time with her parents' long-term care insurance, and, and it was all related to COVID because COVID changed the dynamics uh, where you didn't want people coming in your at your house, and you wanted a family member, caregiver. And, and so if you're having a problem with your long-term care insurance, um, it, you're, you would be wise to contact the Department of Insurance if there are some issues there that can be resolved. 
Uh, and in some cases, in a really bad case, recognizing that uh, sometimes insurance doesn't do what they're supposed to do, then you might need to contact an attorney who, who uh, specializes in insurance law. Uh, but with that said, most people don't have problems with their long-term care insurance. Now, I did promise, what if you got a letter? You've had long-term care insurance for the last 10 or 15 years, and now your company's writing you back and saying, oops, we didn't underwrite this properly, so we're going to increase your premiums, but we're giving you options. Well, generally speaking, uh, and of course everybody's a little bit different, but for those who can afford to pay the premiums, stick with it. I mean, and there's uh, you're better off paying the additional money <clears throat> and having that better insurance because, uh, quite frankly, if your benefits are reduced significantly, knowing that the uh, long-term care gets more expensive every year, you might not have enough, and so. That's, and it's almost inverse in terms of the need because if you have really good income, then you might be able to take a little bit less and pay less premium. But for those folks who are lower income, to really have the benefit that you've been paying for for the last 10 or 20 years, it's actually important to keep the higher benefit. And it might be a struggle but any way you can do it, even if you have to reach out to your children to help you pay those premiums, uh, your children would be very wise to help you because there's nothing better than having full insurance coverage when you need it. So <clears throat> the, the point is, is that keeping the highest level of insurance. Now, some people are overinsured, and if that's the case, then they could reduce it a little bit and still be okay. But for a lot of folks, that's really not the case. It really depends on what your coverage is, what your what your ability to pay is. Even though it's you know you feel like you've been stabbed in the back, it's important that you uh, keep as much of that insurance as you can. Because there's nothing better when you're a senior than knowing that you're insured with long-term care insurance. That really allows you to sleep at night without having to, to come to us for government assistance planning. <laughs> so, uh, it, you know, that makes a difference. Now, there are folks who don't need long-term care. I mean, if you've got $2 million in the bank, uh, you don't, you, you know, you can self-insure. And that, that, of course, you can sleep at night anyway. But for the rest of us, we do have to worry about these things, and, and that's real important. There's one last point. And if you're a small business owner, a lot of folks don't realize this, you can purchase long-term care insurance through your business and deduct those premiums for yourself and your spouse. And you don't have to cover your all your employees. You could cover your key employees, but if you just want it for yourself and your spouse, you can cover it, you can deduct it as a business owner. And that's really, really helpful. And lastly, now, because of the increased premiums, particularly on women, having a long uh, a life insurance policy with a long-term care rider sometimes is uh, as good a deal and some or better deal than the traditional long-term care policies. Those are some good tips and tricks. We thank you for that, Bill. We're taking a quick break, but we'll be back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Stick around. 
You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Don't forget, WGALaw.com is the website to go to if you want to schedule an appointment to speak with Bill or if you want to register for the May seminars happening on Wednesday, May 12th. Just go to WGALaw.com and register for free by clicking on the Seminars button at WGALaw.com or you can also call the office at 919 256 7,000, 919-256-7,000. We are out of time for today. We thank you so much for joining us and we hope you'll do it again next weekend. This has been Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Have a great weekend.